Weekly Club podcast is about to begin. If listening to the truth makes you throw up, kindly switch to another podcast. But if you would not mind what the truth would do to you, hmm, sit back then with a glass of wine and let's journey together. Dear listeners, welcome to the Catechular Podcast. My name is Richard Deleke. Thank you for taking our time to listen to the podcast today. And today we have a very interesting topic about Mary Magdalene. And I'm sure you'll find it very interesting that in the Western Church, the identity of Mary Magdalene, for some, it's um, very clear. For some people, it's not clear or as clear as it should be. So today we'll be busting the myth about Mary Magdalene, whether she's the sinner who wept at Jesus' feet, whether she's the same sister of Martha and Lazarus. And I'm not here alone, I'm here with a priest, a Catholic priest, and I'll let him introduce himself. Please, Father, introduce yourself. I am Reverend Father Victor Ogundipe, OP. The OP after my name means Order of Preachers. And... I am a Dominican priest. Now I was ordained okay. for the Dominican province of Joseph Duwaka, Nigeria and Ghana about four years ago. And as a okay. priest, uh-huh. I currently work at the Dominican in Ibadan. So that is the brief uh-huh. I can just say about myself for now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Father. It's nice having you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I'm really honored. Father, to begin our discussion, I would like to ask a question about Mary Magdalene. Who is Mary Magdalene and why is there so much, so to say, confusion around our identity? All right. Thank you so much, Brother Richard. Yes, Mary Magdalene happens to be an interesting figure in the bible of course in the new testament and to begin with we can mention a couple of things about her in with the luke's account of the gospel in luke chapter 8 from verse 1 to 3 there luke clearly states that mary magdalene was one of the many women who followed Jesus and who supported Jesus in their preaching ministry. And they went with them and accompanied them. And in Luke tells us that there were some other women who had been healed of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene. So, put Mary Magdalene first on the list and then Luke continues who had been freed of seven demons who had been freed of seven demons so what Luke says here corresponds to Mark's description of Mary Magdalene in Mark chapter 16 verse 9 and Mark also has this account talking about Mary Magdalene also and with reference to the fact that she was healed of seven demons i don't know why they were attaching wow. seven demons to her name every time after <laughs> early on the first day of the week 
he appeared first okay. to Mary of Magdala, from whom he had okay. driven demons. Okay, yeah. so we have identified two things about yeah. Mary Magdalena. First, she was one of Jesus' disciples, women disciples. Okay. And second, she was delivered of seven demons, of course, by Jesus okay. himself. But the account of yeah. delivery was not mentioned in the scripture. And more interestingly, more interestingly, there's something that actually distinguishes Mary Magdalene from many other women who followed Jesus, and in fact, from many other disciples of Jesus. And that is the that fact problem? that she was the first witness of Jesus' resurrection. Very interesting. She was the first. And during Easter, we always read this account of Mary encountering Jesus first, encountering Jesus yeah. first among the other uh, disciples. And on some occasions, some account of the gospel, she was even the one who broke the news of the resurrection to the other disciples, to the male disciples, the male disciples who were even af- who were locked up in a room for fear of the Jews. But Mary Magdalene was courageous enough to go to the tomb to look for Jesus. Why? Because she was a woman of faith. Jesus already told us he will rise again. But the disciples' faith was not strong enough to go to wait for their Lord and Savior to rise again. But Mary went to the temple looking for Jesus. And also in Mark chapter 16 from verse 9, after Jesus rose okay. early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary of Magdala. So we have to hold on to this also that Mary Magdalene is a woman of faith. Dead, she was the first to encounter the risen Lord. And also in John okay. chapter 20, we also discover that Mary went to the to the tomb looking for Jesus. And when she first saw Jesus, she was confused, you know, mistaking Jesus to be About the gardener. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was until Jesus now called her by, by name. That was when Mary recognized Jesus. But first, okay. Jesus called her. Okay. We'll still come back to this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll come back to this. Yes. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yes, because it's a very important um, message that I would like us to draw out from it, yes. <laughs> so now we have an overview of who Mary is. Okay. Yes. Okay, Father. So I'll go to the next question. In You quoted Luke chapter 8 where the scripture tells us about the women disciples and mentioning uh, Mary of Magdala in particular. Now, if we go a few verses, um, few verses back, to Luke chapter 7, we find the story of a particular woman starting from verse 36 of chapter 7 that Jesus was in the house of a Pharisee and then we were told that a woman came in to the house to dine with them. She brought um, a flask of perfume, stood behind him um, at his feet weeping and then he wet his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair and kissed the feet and poured the perfume on them. Now, this woman is always referred to as the sinner who wept at Jesus' feet. Now, is there a link between this woman and the mentioning of the name Mary 
Magdalene few verses later. Why is it that there's a kind of connection? Why has history connected these two and called this sinner also Mary Magdalene? Okay. Much for that interesting question. In scriptural scholarship, we are usually very slow at making okay. unfounded connections. It is very easy to make okay. connections in the scriptures, but in scholarship, we are very slow at doing that, except there are enough proof okay. to make such connection. So okay. I, my own, would not conclusion thinking or supposing that it was Mary of Magdala that was referred to in the passage you just okay. made reference to here. Yes, there are several cases okay. in which Jesus was anointed in the scriptures and which we'll talk about very soon too. So I will not want to make okay. because it could have been any other woman who did that. And in chapter 8, mm. which I mentioned earlier, uh, other women were also made reference to so why are we linking it yes. to really Magdalene, of Magdalene. wife of Jusa, uh, uh, you know, and some other women? It's called Abin. Okay. So, but more okay. interestingly, what I want us to focus on, which should dissociate many of Magdalene from that woman, is that the scripture scholars use stories and passages to pass important messages. The last time I okay. read this passage, I think Luke was trying to pose the righteousness of the Pharisees with the openness of forgiveness of a sinner. You know, so Luke was for that woman a sinner. And where did that happen? Okay. It was in the house of a Pharisee. And we know that Pharisees are actually pompous in their spirituality. They take themselves to be righteous. Mm. So Luke now compares a Pharisee's with a sinner, a Pharisee who thinks he's already in heaven, who thinks he doesn't need repentance, yeah, to a sinner exactly. who needs a state of sinfulness. So, I would okay. not want to say it was Mary of Magdalene that was referred to that passage. I'll be very slow at making that connection. Okay, thank you very much, Father. But I would like to still dig deeper into this particular um, question because you know, going online to search about this when we celebrated um, Mary Magdalene, I think that was on the twenty sixth of this month or twenty second rather of this month. So I started seeing different articles, even reflections by priests, by being circulated on WhatsApp online. Mary of Magdala is the sinner. Then I went online to search more. I came across an article from the Catholic Encyclopedia that also mentioned in particular that the Western Church has believed that Mary of Magdalene is the sinner and also the sister of Martha. That was the proof in the article I read even way back 1900s, even way back down in history. So it's now made me skeptical that okay, what is actually the reality? As the Latin Church always believed this, as opposed to the Eastern Church, whom I read did not believe in the margin of these identities. So, what is responsible for this, and who were the originators of this? Okay, very good. Of course, people come up with different ideas and propositions when it comes to the interpretation of the Bible. And at a point, some ideas will have had sway in the Church. And it will have brought many people over. But 
new ideas are always coming up just like in science also today in scholarship okay. we believe one thing after a series of research and archaeology we all now discover that some ideas we held on to before were not actually uh, the best ideas and then there's need for now adjust and modify those ideas at times when people come up with such ideas it's not because they were malicious but because they were making a list on the available ideas and research uh, modality that was available to okay. them at that time but scholarship is always evolving scholarship is always evolving so we're always discovering new things even about the scriptures so that's why we okay. stop searching we will not stop searching yes as we said at the time the western church believed that but the eastern church have always had Mary of Bethany and Mary of Magdalene are two different figures. They are two. Okay. So if at a time okay. uh, the church believed that, it was not because it, it's, it's not a doctrine. It wasn't a doctrine. And as okay. long as it's not a doctrine, okay. there are always room for new discoveries and new teachings. Room for yeah. us to correct ourselves. That's why we are human beings oh, okay. and our knowledge can always change. And be adjusted. Oh, okay. And in fact, oh, okay. uh, I must say that uh, whether Mary of Magdalene uh, equals Mary of Mag equals Mary of Bethany, <laughs> or the both the same, yes. uh, our salvation does not does not depend on that. <laughs> so, oh, no, I say, yeah, I try to put it in mathematical thing that the mm-hmm. Mary of Magdalene equals Mary of Bethany. That's the proposition one. The other one is Mary of Magdalene. It's not equal to the middle of Bethany. Anyway, that's just by the way. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you very much, Father. Thanks. Thanks for that clarification. Yeah, you wanted to say something? It was even okay, yeah, it was even uh, great Pope. Pope Gregory the Great in one of his sermons okay. in yeah, five nine one AD. You know, yeah, actually equated the two Marys. Yeah, he equated it okay. to Mary. This was a great man, very knowledgeable man, a wise man. But over the years, uh, some other scholars have come to believe that they are not the same figures. Thank you. Okay, Father, my next question is about an article from Catholic News Agency, which is one of the sites that I know sends out Catholic news across the across the world. It's always faithful to the Catholic teaching. That Pope Francis added the feast of saint mary martha and lazarus to the general roman calendar uh, knowing fully well that mary of magdalene already mary magdalene has her own feast day does it mean now that the western church is coming to a realization that there are different persons and then there's a split of identity that is the first part of the question the second part is that now that there's this split how do we correct the information outside because a lot of people are still passing out this message and merging together these identities and i believe what you said that our salvation is not based on this but having um clear and sound information faithful to what the church is saying i think is also very very important in everything we are doing or as catholics generally yeah yeah sure i actually agree with you it is important for us to be knowledgeable about the church we believe in 
And that is why Osia says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And that is why I must commend Catholics like you who have taken it upon yourself to educate the... Many people may not have time to do research because of their work or some other reasons, but this kind of program you have, they can always listen to it and acquire knowledge about the church they believe in. So, uh, thank you, Father. Permit me to present the argument on two sides. So, I want to begin with argument four, you know, or argument in favor of Mary Magdalene equals Mary of Bethany. Later, I will now against against that proposition so why people okay, think that mary of magdalene is the same as mary of bethany one of the reasons is what you mentioned earlier the age-long tradition of you know equating okay. these two figures so that's why people have come to believe that now many popes have talked okay. about that they have preached it and another reason is scriptural arguments so the first one is tradition and the second one is now uh the scriptura yeah the scriptura which of course many people will have also followed is because it is believed that it was mary of magdalene that anointed jesus in but the record okay. we have is that the baptism held in the house of martha mary and lazarus that's in john chapter 12. so because and it was recorded that while jesus was entertained by mary by martha pardon me mary was there anointing him mary was there anointing Mm. him yeah and then also if you go to matthew chapter 26 from verse 13 in Bethany, Jesus was anointed at the house of Simon the leper. But the, the woman who did the anointing was not mentioned. This is also similar okay. to Mark's account in Mark chapter 14, 3 to 9. Jesus was in Bethany, the woman who anointed him unnamed. So, but if we now go back okay. to John chapter 12, John chapter 12 tells us that it happened in Bethany in the house of mary martha and lazarus so the argument mm. is now mary of magdal of magdalene after jesus died she went yeah. to on what purpose just to anoint jesus so the connection okay. the connection is now that if mary of bethany anointed jesus before his burial Magdalene okay. now went to the tomb to anoint him in the tomb. It is now the case that mm. Mary was only going to the tomb to come what she started. Are you getting the logic? Okay. Yes, Father, exactly. I'm with you, Father. That's the logic people are trying to present, which which I try to put together in a way. Because okay. in Matthew chapter 20, verse 12, it is clearly stated that Jesus was anointed before his death in preparation for his burial. It was clearly stated okay. in Matthew chapter 26, verse 12. Yeah. So Jesus himself said that, bury my body for burial. For burial, yes. He made that statement. 
Kea, and it was Bethany who anointed him before his burial. Then the person mm. who now went to the tomb to anoint him after the burial happens to be Mary of Magdalene. They now said ah, it must be the same person. So the person okay. who anointed him before the burial is the same who, who was going to anoint him after his burial. That is the strongest argument in favor of Mary of Magdalene equals Mary of Bethany. It's the strongest argument. And I think that's that's a pretty good point if we look at it logically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay so father give us the argument against <laughs> against very good <laughs> so my argument against i'll begin with the mode of naming people in the new testament the mode of naming okay. people in the new testament in the new testament hardly will you find two names two appellations for the same person we talk of simon peter we know who he is and Jesus also has a strong okay. appellation, Jesus of Nazareth. Why? Because he came from Nazareth. He grew up in Nazareth. Okay. And then we have Bethany. If the scriptures had wanted us to take Mary of Bethany as Mary of Magdala, they introduced Mary of Magdala. Are you getting my point? Okay. okay. Yes. It was a town outside of Jerusalem. And that was where Mary, Martha, and... But Magdala hmm. is another town entirely. It was an ancient city on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, different from Bethany. Okay. So Mary of Magdala came from Magdala. That's why she's called Mary Magdalene. Mary of Bethany is different. She now is a sister of Martha and Lazarus. Are you getting a point? Yeah, exactly, Father Mutia. Yes. So that's actually my own. That's my argument against. That's my argument against. Okay. And the scriptures, okay. when they actually want to give attention to a particular figure, they name that figure. The scripture okay. would name that figure about the figure and other things about that figure. So why we look, okay. talk about Mary of Magdalene as disciples of Jesus and not talk about Mary of Magdalene as the woman who anointed Jesus. Okay. Since it's just a chapter different. Exactly, yes. John, John said, Martha was attending to Jesus, but Mary anointed him. John was very clear about that. So when they want to pass that message out, they, do, they don't miss words. It says, John chapter 12, six days before the pass, Jesus came to Bethany, where he had raised Lazarus, the dead man to life. There, they gave him a dinner. While Martha waited on him, Lazarus sat at the table with Jesus. Then Mary took a pound of costly perfume from genuine nard and anointed the feet of Jesus with her hair. So that makes it very clear. Because at that point, okay. if John had wanted to clarify our confusion, John would have said Mary of Bethany took a jar mm. and anointed the feet of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So meaning that these two towns in New Testament period, Bethany and Magdala were two different towns. So that is my argument yeah. against. I want to think that it's the other issues that have been raised over the time that the church is now beginning to reconsider a position. And that is why as you said earlier, Pope Francis has now added both Mary of Bethany and Lazarus of Bethany to join the feast 
of Martha, and three of them were siblings. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. They were they lived together in the same house. And that is why Pope Francis now has thought it wise that we should celebrate these other saints too, who accommodated Jesus in the yeah, they welcomed Jesus into their house, they listened to him, and they believed that he is the resurrection and the life. Immediately, it, it told them that they believed. So it is important for us mm. to emulate them and celebrate them. Yeah, and then the other aspect of your question, you asked how are we to correct this idea that people have lived with okay. over the years? Yes, interesting, okay. yes. So I think... The, one of the ways of correcting is this kind of program that Catholics like you have been, which I really find, you know, fascinating. Yes, you know, you record programs like this and you send it out. People will now begin to think. People will raise questions too. Some people, all I've been saying now, they'll be convinced. Others will, <laughs> will, will criticize me. <laughs> yeah, maybe you want to research further. And then find out it's true. Yes, or others will argue <laughs> against. Yes, others will argue against. No problem. It's a free world. I am. I'm always reachable. You know. So if somebody thinks he has a stronger argument, we can always talk about it. Okay. Yes. So I believe that we need to continue to enlighten ourselves, and I also want to encourage my fellow priests also to continue to make research. Whenever people raise questions like this, uh, we should not think that we don't have time to do this kind of research. We should make research and enlighten the people of God. It is very important. And that is part okay. of the uh, we have received from Christ. And of course, the priests, the priests has three offices. And those three offices have been received from Christ himself. You know, so, and the first office is that of governing. So the priest is okay. it's a king not just like a king it's a king it governs the people of god and the second function okay. is the office of sanctification in celebrating the sacrament mm-hmm. for the people of god in offering sacrifice okay. is sanctifying himself and sanctifying the people of god and the third ministry is that of teaching the priest is a teacher and that's why it's called a father he teaches it teaches the people of how is it to teach if he doesn't learn. So priests are encouraged mm. to continue to study and learn about the scripture, learn about God, learn about that we are ministering to so that we'll be able to address their issues better. And not just spiritual issues, okay. even the social political concerns. Priests should be equipped to address uh all these concerns thank you okay thank you very much father uh, my next question is there any document in particular that we can point to where the church clarified this change for now there's no specific document yeah there are so many other issues that the church has not clearly and magisterially made any declaration on yeah because okay. issues will continue okay. to come up and the church does not always jump into some conclusions until she has enough evidence to teach okay. one or the yes so this kind of research it will not become an ongoing thing 
it's an ongoing research. Mm. So if pe- people will now begin to study into it, they go into the archaeology, scripture scholars will now try to put all the dots together and longer arguments, convincing arguments before the church okay. will now make any kind of pronouncement. So Father, my next question will be about Mary Magdalene and why she didn't recognize Jesus at first when Jesus appeared to her in the tomb. And also, what is the meaning of the statement Christ made there that do not cling to me for I have not yet ascended um, to my father. And almost immediately after then, he appears to the apostles and tells them to touch his side and even eat and dines with them. How do we make this distinction? Okay, so let's begin with uh, the first part of the question. Why Mary Magdalene did not recognize Jesus? Or we can talk about uh, insufficiency of faith. Insufficiency of faith. Yeah, I know earlier uh, may between her faith and that of the disciples. And earlier, I also said okay. that when I was presenting the argument for for the proposition, yeah, I said that people argued that Mary Magdalene was going to be to what she started, which was the anointing. But if she had yeah. believed that Jesus had risen from the dead, they were to go to anointing because they don't anoint you know uh the living you only anoint somebody who was still in the tomb anointing going to trying to preserve the body that kind of a thing so her own faith too did not reach that peak you know that peak to know that jesus actually rose from the dead so her mission was to go to anoint out of love because she believed that oh the body of christ was there christ let me go and take care of him so so that that would be one of the reasons why it was difficult for her to recognize the risen lord but there's a deep theological meaning in that and the deeper theological meaning is that it is only christ himself who can help us to recognize him Hmm. we can't do it ourselves yes we can't do that ourselves we can't achieve that ourselves. So that's why at first, when she saw Jesus, she did not recognize him. At that point, Jesus had not given her the to recognize him as the risen Lord. So in our own lives of faith also, we always need Christ. Father, let me cut you there. A passage comes to mind here, I think in the Gospel of John, where Christ was saying, no one knows the Father except the Son. And no one knows the son except the father and him to whom the son wishes to reveal him. Yeah, I'm just, it just came to my mind now with that statement that you made. You can continue, Father. To also talk about Luke chapter 24, where Jesus accompanied two of his disciples on their way to emails. So while he was on the way with yeah. them, they were chatting and talking and they didn't recognize Jesus until <laughs> at the table, at the breaking of the bread. So it was when the bread, that was when it opened and they recognized him. That was when they know, oh, mm-hmm. it was Jesus, it was our Lord. This is Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So without Jesus, 
we can recognize him and we cannot know him as a risen lord so we need his power we need his ability to know him to open our eyes yeah and that's why saint paul also says i walk by faith and not by so with our own neck yeah we cannot recognize jesus so that is the fundamental reason why she did not recognize jesus at that time and we also discover that in that passage at first uh, woman yeah maybe it was addressed as woman woman you know is just somebody who uh who is just there you know it's, it's like a general statement it was not particular it was also okay. called a woman you know woman why are you weeping looking for and then we now said oh uh yeah. sir if you have taken my lord they will tell me where you have put him and i will go and remove him so but woman itself is very deep in meaning you know and who is that person who will go to someone that she loves if not a woman so by Mary Magdalene woman at that point, Jesus in the love with which Mary went to the tomb to look for him. That love of a woman mm. for the child, for the loved one. Okay. Point. Mm. Magdalene did not acknowledge. Jesus now called her by her name, Mary. She now also responded, Mary. Raboni. Yes, Raboni. So that was a point at which her eyes were opened. That was the point at which eyes were open, and you know, reflecting on Mary, uh, Jesus calling Mary by her name, it speaks to me of how we also take when we want to receive baptism. Okay, it is at that point that our eyes to see Him, to discover how much He loves us. Yeah. yeah. So I think the first part of the question, yeah, and then the second part of yeah. the question talking about Jesus telling Mary not to cling to him because he had not ascended to the Father. You know, that speaks of the, uh, the mission of Jesus had to be completed. And then, uh, in a way, he was going to give a final report to God in heaven because the complete Paschal mystery of Christ is in his ascension. His ascension, so he needed to ascend mm-hmm. to the Father, and he also needed to show his post to let them know that he is truly alive. To let them know that okay. he is truly alive. Yeah. Uh, Jesus was not in any way pushing Mary away, or just telling, "Okay, you want to touch me, but this is my glorious body now, and I have to show this glorious body." as well to many others and then i have to go to my father to sit at my throne yeah because later now when to the disciples after thomas doubted yeah he himself now told thomas to come to touch him touch my side and believe and doubt no more so but when jesus told mary that jesus was telling that was a glorious body and then Mary was not ready to uh, join him in glorious state. It is only when we die and leave this world and rise with Christ. That is when we own glorious body. At that point, Mary was not okay. ready. 
the control was still in the sinful flesh. She was still in the sinful flesh. Yeah. Thank you very much, Father. Now, in preparation for the feast of Mary of Bethany, Martha, and Lazarus, what lessons can you briefly teach us about them? What can we take home as Christians in our own daily lives from these three saints that we're about to celebrate? Right. Beautiful. Yeah. The first lesson is for us to open our doors to Jesus and to others. So in the scriptures, in the New Testament especially, they were like the best entertainers, you know, those siblings. Mary and Lazarus, they were like the best entertainers. In Luke chapter 12, which I made reference to earlier, three of them had different roles. Mary, you know, Martha was serving him with food. Lazarus was keeping his company. And then Mary was ensuring portable. At the time of Jesus, mm. they didn't of driving cars around. They were trekking miles. And after trekking miles, many of them actually had food source when they were had okay. blisters mm-hmm. on their feet. Yes. When the arrives a place, the first thing that the host does is to wash their feet and anoint their feet to suit you know you know a kind of a kind of massage <laughs> kind of massage, exactly yes so that was what Mary was doing that was what Mary was doing mm-hmm. yeah so three of them had three roles which they carried out beautifully so it is for us mm-hmm. to open our doors to Jesus in our heart and then to others maybe visitors or uh, guests people who are homeless who have no one to take care of them yeah so mm-hmm. that we need to learn from them and it is very important because many of us uh, may be too harsh to windows when we see people who are homeless they want to take care of them, you know yeah and then if you now go to Matthew chapter 20 we talk about you know the parable of the last judgment parable of the last okay. judgment says when i was full, when i was thirsty you gave me a drink when i was homeless you sheltered me how many of us actually open our doors mm. to those who are homeless so another lesson is for us mm. to listen to jesus to listen to his word like as mary did and lazarus also and even martha it's important for us to listen to the word of God, especially in the to read the scriptures ourselves, very important. And lastly, for us to believe that Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life. Yeah, when Jesus went to mm-hmm. the house to raise, he yes. challenged Mary, Do you know that I am the resurrection and the life? And Mary said, Yes, yes, Lord, I believe. So we should believe. In doubt no more. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's been a lovely time with you, Father. Thank you for the questions well answered. Thank you for the work you've done as well to give us these beautiful answers. I really appreciate you, Father. And I can promise our listeners that you will still hear more from Father in future episodes of the podcast. Thank you, Father, for today. And as Father said. Uh, I can't give a final word after I have spoken, 
but please share out this podcast with your friends and let the message of this podcast go out to the world and if it is just one person that will make use of it possibly that person is on your own contact list and do well to share with them as well thank you for listening to the podcast and if you would like to support the podcast you can check the links to support in the show notes of the podcast and we we'll really appreciate that thank you father for coming and have a lovely day father